So we are talking about the ministry of laying of hands, right? Yes, sir. And um, today we are going to practicalize it. I'm trusting the Lord I'll be able to lay hands on all of you. Praise the Lord. Before we get out of here. How many of us are ready for that? Hallelujah. Okay, so we've said a lot of things about the ministry of laying on of hands. What do you remember? I remember that we lay hands with intentionality. Hallelujah. So let's open our Bibles once again. Mark chapter number 16, verse 16, 17, and 18. Mark chapter 16. I'm not going to preach for long. Praise the Lord. The Lord opened my eyes and I saw a multitude of people seated listening to the word of God. Hallelujah. Listening to the word of God. And the Lord said, Every one of these will be turned on to my divine cause. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. And he said unto them, verse 15, Go ye into all the world. Ando bragisto lagasto bragisto le mengra gaste le grege do bragadi le gostom bragadi le And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Shall lay their hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about the ministry of laying of hands. And it's a powerful ministry, right? Glory. And I told you that we lay hands in the name of Jesus. He says, These signs shall follow them that believe. Now, when you see them, you are going to know by these signs. When you see those who have believed in me, these are this is how you are going to know. Every Christian has 
five supernatural signs that Jesus said it must follow every Christian. And this is not when you are a pastor, when you are, uh, you've been born again for many years or what. For these signs, they follow you the very moment you believe in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So when you believe in Jesus, these signs are meant to follow you. The Bible says the number one sign is that in my name, they shall cast out devils. Today at the bathhouse, the Lord instructed me to preach a message which is not part of the things he gave me for the year. He said, I should teach, which is a one-time meeting, them that he sent. Yeah, that's the title he gave me when I was at the bathhouse. He said, them that he sent. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, you see the way you, you laugh. I also laugh because I didn't know what he meant by that. Them that he sent. Then the Lord said, do you know that everybody I sent in the Bible, in the Bible, there were signs that followed them. Signs that followed them. So I want you to teach on that. So that everyone that accepts my sending will be able to know that these are not things he's going to struggle with. And I go, oh, okay, that's awesome. Okay, so where do we go to? Are we going into the New Testament or the Old Testament? So no, just limit yourself to the New Testament. Oh, okay, that's awesome. And then he said, you remember I said, in the word, I send you as you go heal the sick, raise the dead cleans the lepers. <laughs> I said, you did. Another time I sent some people and I told them cast out devils. And they returned and they said that even demons, the demons the devils, they respond to us in your name. Then he said, one of the major problems, the major root cause of the problems of men is demons. So you will notice that everybody I sent, I give the person power first to cast out devils. Because when everybody learns to cast out devils, the death rate will be reduced. The rate of sicknesses will be reduced. And it was, it was such a powerful instruction. Hallelujah. So I'll, I'll, I'll teach about that. It's an awesome thing them that he motion and hallelujah them that he sent so here he says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they will cast out devils they will speak with new tongues and if you're here you don't pray in tongues we can do that we'll have to do that today alright you're here you don't pray in tongues it's, it's a bizarre it's a disaster so I'm saying, should all Christians pray in tongues okay should all human beings drive no but don't you don't you want to drive of course. So, if somebody says all human beings are not supposed to drive, I'm not part of those who will not drive. Are you understanding that? Are all human beings supposed to be rich? In fact, I was learning something about economics the other day and I got to know that the economies of the world will break down when ev- if everybody is rich. I'm like, ah. So, even poverty have advantage. So, they use poor people to manage economy because if everybody is rich, there will be no economy. And I say, hey, I never thought about that. That's why Jesus says, the poor will always be with you. 
the poor, because if the poor are not there, the economy will not be balanced. So the world needs poor people to maintain the economy. But guess what? I will not be one of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to be poor. Because you see, if everybody too is poor, there will be no economy. So they must be rich and they must be the poor. But praise be to the name of the Lord. <laughs> I belong to the rich. Aha, hallelujah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Glory to God. So you can't tell me that, oh, should every Christian pray in tongues? I, you see, if everybody prays in tongues, maybe the economy will be something. But you know what? I will join those who pray in tongues because of the benefits that it has for us. So he says, he says, in my name. That's what I want you to understand. Underline that. He says, in my name. These signs shall follow them that believe. Alright? Them that believe in the gospel. Now, those that believe in the gospel, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Number two, they shall speak with new tongues. Number three, they shall pick up serpents. Alright? And I told you to pick a picking up serpent does not mean go for snake hunting. Picking up serpent, if I had time, we would, would have looked at that. Alright? When the Bible talks about snakes, the Bible is talking about the venomous power of the enemy. Are we together? Yes. The Bible talks about asps. The Bible talks about scorpions. All these people or all these um, descriptions or all these are descriptions of categories of the power of the enemy hallelujah now so he talks about they shall pick up separate they shall pick up separate means that they shall hold it we hold the power of them you hold that the neck praise the name of the lord and then the bible says they shall what if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them praise the name of the lord then he says that they shall lay their hands on the sick and they will recover now, it means that every Christian has the right to lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus. Now, let's read that again. These signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, how many of us have believed? Let me see your hand if you have believed. You have believed in Jesus. All right. Then say these signs. Come on, these signs. <laughs> these signs are following me. So he says they shall lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, every Christian has the license to lay hands in the name of Jesus. Every Christian. It's not for some people up there. It's not for those who are born again 10 years, who've been born again for 15 years, who've been born again for 13 years. Hallelujah. The moment you get born again, you have the right to use the name of Jesus in laying hands on the sick or laying hands in the name of Jesus. Now, the first time Jesus laid his hands openly was for the sick, to minister to the sick. Hallelujah. He ministered to the sick mostly by contact. Now, I'm not talking about contact because there are different kinds of contact in the Bible. Hallelujah. Yes, you remember that when Elisha had to raise the woman's son from the dead, what did he do? He laid on him, all right? 
It's a different kind of contact. And then this contact I'm talking about is laying hands or laying on of hands. Jesus laid his hands to heal the sick. That teaches us that when you, amazingly, listen, Jesus did not say that in my name you will heal the sick. Or he did not even say that in my name they will pray for the sick. It means that we, sh- we should lay hands first before we even think about praying. We should not pray first and lay hands. He says that in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. <laughs> Let's get into the Bible. Let's get to where Peter's in-law was sick. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Matthew 8, 5. Now, I'm teaching you how to heal the sick. The first, the first part, right? How to heal the sick, part A. Part 1A. Matthew 8, what? No, 15. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, it means Peter had a house, he saw his wife's mother laid. All right? He saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. Hallelujah. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she rose and ministered unto them. This is what Jesus did. Jesus goes and the woman is lying down. And then Jesus touched her. We did not read and Jesus prayed. A very, a very technical question. Did you ever see that Jesus prayed for the sick? How many of you have read the New Testament back to back before? Okay, so those of you who have done about the healings of Jesus, did you ever see that Jesus actually prayed for the sick? Okay, so I charge you to go and read over again. Uh, uh, the question is not command, the question is pray. Did Jesus ever pray for the sick? Pardon? He commanded what? He commanded through prayer. No. What is prayer? Prayer simply means talking to God and God talking to you. Did Jesus ever talk to God about the sickness of somebody? Did Jesus ever pray? The only time we see such a thing was when he went to Lazarus too. But Lazarus was not sick. And in fact, did Jesus pray to God about Lazarus? What did Jesus say? He thanked God. Father, I thank you that you have hurt me. Now, Jesus stands before somebody who is dead and begins to thank God. I heal the sick. 
this morning, you will leave church wild. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Jesus gets there and then the Bible says he touched her and the fever left. <laughs> what does it mean that Jesus touched her? He laid hands. Let's read that again. He touched her hand. Hallelujah. And the fever left. So it means that we can lay hands on the hand. So hands laying is not always on the forehead. It's on the hand. If it's on the hand, then it can be on the stomach. You can just, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good. So Jesus touched it. Now let's go to Matthew again. I love the Lord. Verse 1, and when he came down from the mountain, great multitude followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. Now, the leper, who is a leper? Somebody who has leprosy. And then he says, you can make me clean. Now, please make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, Maya, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Father, Jesus stands before the leper. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command this spirit, oh Roko Sata. No. Jesus did not even say, You will stand before the sick and speak in tongues. Praying in tongues is not for the sick. we are all confused I can't wait for the next meeting I can't wait for the next meeting when I saw this I said God I can't wait for the next meeting I've not been doing the thing well now, I should come and say out you know you understand what I'm talking about it's not father in the name of ah, you are praying Hallelujah. So in the name of Jesus. Oh father glorify yourself right now. Glo no, 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 no. Jesus touched. See. The velocity. And the voltage of the power of God. That is released. When we lay our hands. Jesus says it's more than when you pray. I want to say that again. The velocity. And the voltage of power. That is released to the sick. When we stand before them, when we lay hands on them, Jesus says, is better, is much more than prayer. That you pray and you lay hands on the sick. Jesus says, the fastest one is to lay hands. Put your hand there. Now, let's continue. 920. Okay, we'll do 920 in Mark 5. But... Okay. Let's go to Matthew 20. And as they departed from Jericho 29, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. 
And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, what will you that I shall do unto you? And they said unto, unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open." So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately they, their eyes received sight and they followed him. Hallelujah. Now someone said, ah, that was Jesus. Jesus' issue was a special issue. No. No. The same spirit that was at work in Jesus is the same spirit that's at work in us. So Jesus didn't stand before the blind and say, Conde bracasto brekedeste, velum gregoste, legleste, legleste, stamba, stamba, mengo, bariga toste. God will say, son, you're wasting time. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? I say, I want to see. See, if, if I'm supposed to do this whole thing for a very long time, how to heal the sick, I would have taught you that in the healing of the sick, you need to ask the people what they want. Jesus did that a lot. Jesus saw blind men and he said, what do you want me to do for you? Because maybe you don't, don't want your eyes to open. You see, sometimes you have unnecessary pity on the sick. Yeah. Most of the time, that's, that's, what, that's what you do. You're just pitying them. You're going to put your eye inside their eye. Your hand inside their eye. Ah. And the person does not want that place to be healed. Ken Hagen said he was casting out a demon. And the woman said, please don't touch that demon. It's for me. And what did she, what did she do? Is it alright? Then he moved to the next person. He said to be foolish to cast out a demon that the person loves. Because the demon will come back. In fact, after days, if the demon is not, you'll be calling for the police. Where are you? Where have you, my love, where have you been? <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus touched them. What is touched them? You know what he did? He just placed his hands like this. And then they saw. Immediately. So can you imagine that these hands, and I know the hands you use this hand, you couldn't use any hands this hand you use. It's this one. So if we are following the pattern of Jesus in the ministry of laying on of hands, if somebody comes and the person is having issues with the eye, what do we do? You know, you understand what I'm talking about? You do like this. Come on, let's come on, let's let's you know. So the person comes you first of all, this so this no, you know for. These are, these are, this, this thing. You understand? So it goes like this. You get it? You can hold it. You can just try to. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you feel like you feel like giving a testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you do you understand that? Aha. Uh -huh. So Jesus laid hands on the eye, touched the eye, and then the eye got open immediately. Hallelujah. Now let's look at um, let's look at somebody who, when somebody is deaf. Okay, let's go to 31. 31, Mark 7, 31. 
And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of the Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. Now, then we're talking about who? Deaf and dumb. Okay. Okay. And he took him aside from the multitude. Oh, where are we now? And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. Did you see that? So they told Jesus, please lay hands on him. It means that the people actually know how the sick can be healed. They that they didn't have the power. Alright? So they say, put your hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears and he spit and touched his tongue. Hallelujah. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I love Jesus. So he put his two fingers and it was this finger. You know, it went like this. All right? And actually, he spat on the tongue. Now, someone say, huh? Yes. Read it. What do you have there? Uh-huh. 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 And touched his tongue. So, two fingers in the ear. He spat. Where did the spat? Where, where he spat to where? The ground? <laughs> Do you know this was not the only one time Jesus spat? There was one he spat on the ground and mixed clay and used it too. Now somebody is asking, can we still be doing that today? Of course, yes. <laughs> of course, listen, your problem is civilization. Civilization is killing you. If we see somebody doing that, we now call the person what? The person looks some way. There was this man of God. All right? During um, Wigglesworth's time, when he's praying for you, he will spit on you and smear the spittle all over you. And then you get healed. I'm telling you, it's not, it's, not, it's not a joke. What you call nonsense, God can see wisdom in it. Now some say, oh, we lay hands on, and I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it when I talk about the prophetic ministry and tokens and symbols. <laughs> I, I'll talk about it, but I don't think it's this year, next year, you know. So I say, ah, all the power is in the name of Jesus. Just say Jesus. It's not like that. It's not like that. Please relax. It's not like that. It's not like that. Now, am I going to use any of them? Of course, God has not told me so. And I don't think I have time for that. I like quick, quick, you know, that's where I'm, you know, hallelujah. But listen, Jesus spat and touched the tongue. So likely, Jesus may have done like this and touched the tongue. The tongue met the saliva of Jesus. I don't want to that. That's just by the way. So, 
and then he touched. So he touched the ears. So definitely the, the, the spittle may have gone first to the tongue and then two hands in the ear. Then the Bible says he looked up to heaven and then he says be opened. Hey. Let's, let's read it. And straight way immediately his ears were open and the string of his tongue was loosed and he spake plain. Did you see that? And the one that was deaf and you know, think for example you meet somebody who is deaf. You've prayed and prayed and prayed and it doesn't work. Come here. Whatever Jesus did, do it. Including a spittle. Of course, yes. Jesus did that. What if the person said no? Let the person go and be dummy. Because some of you don't like this thing. That is what the Bible says. Why do you think they will take time to capture to capture such a thing? Don't you think they, they it's like whoever was recording at least could have removed the spot, the spot from there. It's not hygienic. So hygienic. Okay, let's continue. Okay, let's go. Where did we read now? Okay, let's go look. <laughs> okay, Luke chapter 22, verse 48. Oh, no. Um, 49. When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto the Lord, Shall we smite with a sword? That was when they about to arrest Jesus. And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. That was Pedro. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. He cut off the ear. Now, he touched his ear. What does that mean? He picked the ear. The ear. I mean, when you read it from different accounts, he, he, Peter chopped off the ear. Sure. And the ear fell, the ear fell down. Almost like an ear grow. A force which grew to reach out. So then Jesus picks it. And then he has the ear in his hand. And then he goes like this. I said, don't be doing that. How would you do that? Don't do that. Don't you know that your tree can know who can handle? Don't don't do that. <laughs> I mean, if I was Marcus, the arrest would, it would make beans. So we can see from this are numerous scriptures, and you know there are people who also got healed when they came to touch Jesus. I'll talk about that. Do you know laying hands is done with intentionality? Now, if you come to lay hands on me, now I told you, laying hands is not just on my forehead. That place, regardless of intentionality, you fall down. <laughs> you can't you lay hands here, you fall down. Now, that's just by the way, but listen. Somebody can decide that, oh, I'm going to lay hands on the man of God. 
it's, it's just the word, all right? I'm going to touch the man of God. That's what I mean, okay? So that I will be healed. You remember the woman said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. And she did so. And she was whole. Telling us that the moment there is a body to body, body to hand contact, there's a release. There's an impartation. Come on, hallelujah. So it is not an, it's not an ordinary practice. Alright? That you're just there. And so lay hands on me. And then they lay hands on you. And then that's that. Uh-uh. There is a tangible release of something. But I'm telling you for your sake, alright? If I'm meeting pastors, if you remember, I've limited the laying of hands to healing, to believers. You can't go and lay your hands to do all kinds of things except to a pastor. Hallelujah. Now, the pastor has the license to lay hands to put people into office. Okay. Let's go to First Timothy. One of the Timothys. Are you enjoying this thing? Okay. Say my hands are wild. Oh, okay. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 4. Till I come again, uh, first Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, sorry. Till I come again, uh, 13. Till I come again, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Did you see that? So he tells Timothy that the gift that is in you, that gift came by prophecy. All right? Uh Uh-huh. And what? Come on. Uh Uh-huh. No, read read it. Read it. One, two, go. Uh Uh-huh. So listen. The prophecy came with the laying on of hands. Come on. The prophecy came with the laying of hands. It means that whatever gift that was in Timothy, there was the prophecy that this gift ought to be in Timothy. The carriage from the presbytery, from the elders of the church to Timothy was through the laying on of hands. Are we together? So, if you are not a pastor, you can do this. You cannot... You can't be a member and do this thing. Alright? It is the pastor that has been given that authority to lay hands on people to receive specific callings and giftings. Are we together? Now, you can't get up there and lay hands on somebody and say, you are an apostle this day. (laughs) Even the hour will not come. You see, so the, the ministry of the laying of hands to the Christian is limited to healing. Hallelujah. You can prophesy to a brother, but you don't lay hands. Are we together? You don't lay hands on your brother. Are you following that? 
See, the ministry was so sacred. I told you the last time. It was so sacred that Philip Dems, when they had finished with Samaria, they had to go and call Peter and John to come and lay heads for the people to receive the Holy Ghost. See, a lot of the charismatics, we don't have order. Everybody's laying hands on anybody, including their pastors. I saw there's this video that um, Tyler Perry laid hands on T.D. Jakes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and the man of God was okay. I mean, it's fine if he was okay with that. That's fine. But it's wrong. You can't lay hands on your pastor. Except if your pastor is sick or something and then they say, oh, maybe your pastor is dead. They say, somebody say, let's go and raise pastor from the dead. Then all of you can come around and then see what you can do. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You should be scared. Then I call you, come and lay hands on me. Then say, ah, shake a barato. You may end up with your calling destroyed. But listen, he says that the gift that was in Timothy came by the laying of hands with prophecy. It means that today a gift can come to you by prophecy with the laying of hands. Are you understanding that? Yeah. He says don't neglect it. It's amazing. He says don't neglect. It means that people can neglect it. He says don't neglect it. Don't forget it. Don't absent yourself. Don't forget it. Don't forget the gift of God that is in you. That came to you by the laying of... That's why I told you that. See, when hands are laid on you, you quote them. Because you see, if Timothy kept on forgetting, that gift will no more be in operation. It will, not, it will no more be. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the name of the Lord. So when hands are laid on you, constantly visit them. Constantly. You know, there was a point. He says, stare up, stare up. Put to flame. Put to flame the gift that is in thee. Put, in fl- put to flame the fire that is in thee. So the hands that are laid on you that you fell down. Constantly, constantly put it on fire. Glory to God. Constantly put it on fire. Constantly put it on fire. Constantly put it on fire. Constantly put it on. Constantly put it on fire. Glory to God. Constantly. Except you've not had any gift through the laying of hands. But if you have, don't. He says, don't neglect it. Hallelujah. Then, let's go to that same place. Now, let me say this before we get there. Then he says that, so he says, neglect not the gift that is in thee. The word neglect also means don't be careless. Don't be careless, all right? Reckless. Don't be careless with the gift that is in thee. See, there are a lot of people, they are careless with the gift they got through the laying of hands. They are very careless. They, they don't care about the gift. They do what they want. They say what they say, do what they want to say. They go wherever they, wherever they want to go and all of that. He says, don't be careless. For example, you believe that you have the gift of prophecy. You have the gift of prophecy. And so God can make you prophesy one or two things. The person can be there, okay, three months. He has not received any prophetic word for for anybody. You are careless. You are very careless. 
Very careless. You believe and you know that you have the gift of prophecy. And for a whole three months, you've not received a word. You are careless. In fact, you have neglected the word, the, the, um, the gift that is in you. Think about those who believe that, oh, they have the gift of healing. And there are no healing stories around them. They healed, one, they healed somebody in 2017, 2019, they healed somebody, 2022, they healed somebody, 2023, they don't know what is happening. You've neglected, you see, listen, anointings are like muscles. Anointings, they are like muscles. They get strong when you exercise them constantly or frequently. Hallelujah. When you constantly exercise them, they, they get strengthened and then they are able to be felt. That is why most often than not, people who work in the gift of healing, especially, most of first, you start healing people with um, headaches, stomach aches, and what have you. Then a person will move further. We'll be dealing with maybe asthma and stuff like that. The person will be moving further. The person now, my leg, I cannot walk properly. Then the person begins to walk. He gets to blindness and stuff like that. And then he gets to where people are dead in parts of their bodies. If somebody is blind, the person is dead in the eye. Hallelujah. Now, so if you get a blind eye to be healed, it means that you've actually resurrected the dead. You've resurrected a dead eye. So where, where do you think you are heading to? The full body. Hallelujah. Because you see, the, and then anointings are energies. So the anointing you will need to heal a headache is not the same thing you need to raise the dead. No. You understand? So the, 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 that you healed somebody who had a problem with headache does not mean that when you stand before somebody who has who is in a wheelchair, you can bring the person out. It can happen the very first day you got born again, you get somebody out of a wheelchair. You can even raise the dead. But that is not the norm. There is such a thing as ministerial trainings into your giftings. Because even in, see, by what we read, that's what I'm talking about in it, but by what we read, it tells you that there are administrations in the ministry of healings. Think about it. Jesus stands before somebody, prays for the person, I mean, um, tries to heal the person, the person, and the person says, I see men as trees. Then the Bible says, he laid his hands again, and the man said, now I can see well. So if you, did, if you don't know, you laid hands once, and the person says, oh, I see men as trees. All right. When you see them, climb them. <laughs> But he did again. Who told Jesus to spit on the ground and mix clay and put it in the eye? Who told Jesus that deaf and dumb spit and then put it on the tongue? So there are administrations. If Jesus had stood before the man and said, Ephrata, be open, do you think it would have been open? No. Jesus, because you see, the ministry is not just what you do, it's also how you do what you are supposed to do. You understand? So, you don't just have to know what to do. You must know how to do what to do. Come on. Are we together? Come on. Are we together? 
so God told the children of Israel, he says that, he told, he told um, um, Miriam he, and um, Aaron, he said that to the children of Israel, I showed them my act, but to Moses, I showed them my ways. I showed him my ways. So, ministry is both act and ways. Come on, are we together? And those of you who don't have anything for pastoral ministry, what I'm teaching this morning, you feel like, man, I'm going to can't exhort us. All right? So, ministry is both act and ways. You, the ways are knowing what, how to act. So, somebody can see healing come. Ah, I'm healed. But the person will not know that there are ways to getting that particular testimony to come. One time I was praying for somebody, I've forgotten um, the exact instruction, but the person complained of swearing. So I was going to lay my hands there, and the Lord says, no, I should lay my hands in another place. It just happened like in a glimpse like that. So that's part of it. Are we together? Yeah. It's part of it. Can a minister miss it? Of course, yes. And when you miss what will happen, you don't have so much results. You You don't have so much results. That is when you are doing ministry of healing. When you are doing Christian healing, you just told you lay hands. That's fine. Come on. So that's that. Now, what was I saying before we got there? So I was talking about Timothy. Now let's let's look at that. Let's look at the same place, verse 22, 522. Next, next chapter, 522. Okay, what did he say? One, two, go. Suddenly lay hands on no man. Alright? Don't suddenly. And here he was talking about putting people in leadership. Now, why? Because Timothy is now a pastor. He's a pastor of pastors. So, he now has gained the right to to put people into office. Hallelujah. So, I was discussing with somebody and and, and the person said, you are too young to be ordaining pastors. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? Me. Too young to ordain pastors. How? I'm not too young to ordain pastors. I'm a pastor. Hallelujah. I can ordain. I can ordain and disdain. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. So when you are a pastor, when you are giving that, you see, in the Bible, you can't just get up and be a pastor. No. So Aquila and Presla, they have to bring, what's the name of that guy? Is it Apollo? What's his name? Is it Apollo or Apollo? Apollos, uh-huh. <laughs> mighty, in, he was the one who was the mighty in the scriptures, right? They have to bring him and teach him the way of the Lord. Are we together? Now, it's not like today, you are just up there, you just decide, say, ah, I'm a pastor. It doesn't work that way. Where are you coming from? Like, from which line are you coming from? So, I will understand your doctrine. Oh, I'm from Paul. So, Paul, when Paul is sending Timothy, he will send a letter ahead and say, receive him. I'm the one who sent him, receive him. For example, you just come to church and somebody begins here and the person is now teaching. You have to stone the person. Who said, what are you doing in this church? Who are you? You understand? But the person 
will come like, oh, I have sent or the, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, let's put it, this one is called yeah, Pastor Koba. He's so, so, and so, and so, so, and so, so that people will know, oh, okay, it's acceptable. You can't just, as we are here right now, maybe you are waiting for me, I'm not coming. Then you see one man you have never seen before. He just climbs up and they come and pick the microphone. Praise the name of the Lord. What will you, how will you feel? <laughs> Rabbi doesn't know about it. Nobody knows about it. How are you going to feel? What will you do? Then the person, you, you, you will listen to the person for like maybe five, six to know. Then the person is the, there are demons in this place. You just don't know. This is not from this guy. Mm-mm. No, let's turn him. Let's turn him fast. You understand? So you suddenly lay hands on no man. It means that when you lay hands on people and confirm them as a pastor, it happens. So it's not, there are some laying on of hands, we don't do it. Like we don't do it suddenly. It, it must come with proofs. Hallelujah. That's why I don't want many sons. You can't just come from anywhere and call him your father. I won't. I won't collect that fatherhood. Because you see, the moment I lay hands on you, I commission you. In fact, not commissioning. Commission is different from ordination. I ordain you as a pastor. I'm talking about ordination. When I ordain you, I am a partaker of whatever you are going to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. So I will not lay hands. I don't know. I mean, all the apostles around telling, I mean, laying hands on people. I don't know their problem. But the moment, whatever you are, in fact, I gave you the license to do that. That is what it means. Joshua was full of wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him. This guy is full of whatever because that person laid hands on him. Are you understanding that? Come on. Are you understanding that? Yeah. So these, these are the sacred areas of laying on of hands. You can't meet somebody six months and then you lay hands on the person and ordain the person into ministry. Any minister that does that is sick. Sick. There was this man of God. <laughs> and he said, this guy came to his church and so on and on, they started talking and the guy had interest to do ministry and then the guy was like, so finally they ordained him and blah, blah, blah. They had issues with their father and, you know, all these kind of things. Then he told the man to ordain him for ministry. Then the man too wanted to ordain. So they prayed because they, it was, um, it was, you know, there are some people they have um, maybe monthly or every year they have a stipulated time that they ordain. So the guy just went to join so that he can also be ordained. Then he was praying and the Lord told him that don't ordain this guy. Why? So he sent him back to his father. I said he was shocked. That was the first time in his life. He mentioned the years, 20 something, but I forgot him. That such a thing was told him. So he asked, have you, is, is that he's not called or is he he's called? But send him back to his father. Don't be a partaker of where he's going. Are you understanding that? So Paul says, suddenly lay hands on no man. You don't know where the person is coming from. And you see, the amazing thing is that time reveals the true heart of men. Are you understanding that? I mean, I can meet you six months, you are still excited. Ah, Moshoko Boloto, Zamba, Bionto. You've been speaking in tongues heavier than mine. Are you understanding that? I mean, you can meet somebody, ah, oh, I love you. I'll marry you. Oh, I'll die for you. 
in your love. Give time. <laughs> you understand that? Then the one that says, ah, if you leave me, let thunder fire me. He said, now if you leave me, may the blessing of God follow me. So he says, suddenly lay hands on no man. He says, no man. Don't let it be sudden. You cannot be pressed. You should, as a pastor, I mean, you should not be, I can't be pressured to lay hands. You know, you can't pressure me. Lay hands for you on what? If it's healing, it's a sudden laying of hands. You saw it immediately, straight away. But when it comes to, when it comes to ministry, it's not straight away. Did Moses lay hands on Joshua? Uh Huh? Did Moses lay hands on Joshua? How many years did Joshua follow Moses? When did Moses lay hands on Joshua? When he was about to die. How long did it take Elijah to catch mandate from Elijah? And how long did Elijah transfer mandates? Throughout the scriptures. I would say that. So when it comes to ministry, there's a path. Like the, the laying of hands must be slow. You must check things. If it's church commissioning, fine. Why not? Everybody go and do a pass. At least if you uh, get car, come home, come and sit down. You go and sit at the back. Let's continue the work. But as you are here, somebody comes out from outside. He says, Oh, man of God, I'm called Shande Leko Mante Zabai. Lay hands on me. Bobaste. Do I know you? You've not been with me for two months. Do I know you? Do you know me? Are me you? Are you I? Am I I? Two. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Paul says, suddenly lay hands on no man. Are you understanding that? Yeah. So a pastor must not lay hands suddenly. See the Bible school we went, you can just go there. And then you tell them you are called into ministry. And just six months, if you like miss classes, just pay your money. They will lay hands on you. They will commission you. At least how much is hand? Just put it on you and you challenge. Go and do whatever you want to do. And amazingly, that kind of system have raised a whole lot of nonsenses called pastors. Yeah. A whole lot of... They don't have doctrinal persuasions. They don't have character they've not been built over the years they don't even have fathers they don't have they they are not you see i will never be a friend to somebody who got a father along the way no 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 i don't don't do that can god call somebody of course can god of course yes Uh, do they some do some of them have genuine ministries of course yes they do Uh, is god sending them oh god is sending them they're also sending god that's fine but no, no, no. I, you can't, you, I can't relate with you when you are like me. If I'm right now looking for a father. No, 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 no. There's a problem with that. Why didn't you get the father at the beginning? What was the problem? If you are coming from Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, I understand. But here, Ghana, a harbor of fathers. Oh, come on. There are fathers all around. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. I was talking to the man of God and said, Kwame, fathers are not plenty. I'm not looking for sons. I mean, fathers are not pl- um, fathers are everywhere. I mean, if you want a father, 
<laughs> I just, I just, I said, after 12 years, I should now go and look for a father. Nobody is going to father anybody. You are my father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, because a father, a father bonds and a father raises. Are you understanding that? You can't come with your own doctrinal persuasions. Once I'm preaching the gospel of God, you are preaching what? Fire on the mountain. I said, who is your father? He said, oh, that, 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 oh, oh, oh. Leave that. Hallelujah. Suddenly lay hands on no man. Suddenly. Some of you, your anointings are still in my pockets. Because if I lay right now, it's sudden. It's a sudden laying on of hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. We have to lay hands for you to get money. We lay hands right now for the money to come. We'll not find you again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So suddenly lay hands on no man. And when the hands are laid, I mean, God could have said, the reason why I say you should not lay hands is because when you lay, nothing will come out. Uh-uh. If you suddenly lay hands, the anointing will flow. But the person may use the anointing in a different way. Are you understanding that? Yeah. A young guy, a young guy was having a, some years ago, I mean, I think we had a leaders camp, the one we had at LA, and a young guy was with this, another young guy who had started a ministry, and so I had to meet up with the guy, I think it was a Saturday afternoon or something, one of the days, I met up with the guy because the guy lived in that area, and then was talking to me about his, his father, his man of God, so to speak, and he said, uh, he has done something, and the father says that uh, he's leaving, the father had done something and he's leaving the father. So he's leaving the grandfather. You know, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's leaving the grandfather and what have you, what have you. And so he's looking for a father. So two things. Will I father him or I should take him to my father? And I said, none of the above. So I asked, how long have you started? He was like five or six or seven years. I said, oh no, he's enough to, he's enough to be a father already. So tell him, I mean, your father can die and you can continue. So let him, let him father himself. Suddenly lay hands on no man. You know, there are young pastors, young, they, they are looking for sons. Like they want say, Papa, Papa, man of my father, my father, my mother, my incumbious, my lonto, my balanda. And they're excited, you know. And they're, they're, they're <laughs> I told him to show me a video of that father who is looking for a father. And when I saw the walking, I just knew this guy doesn't need a fire. There's a way they walk. There's a, you don't, there's a way they walk. Some of you have not seen them. You got born again here and you are being raised here. So you don't know what is going out in the world. There's a way they walk. And there's a way they behave. Oh, mom, I'm to me. I'm going to say, hey, Jimmy, where Jimmy? You know, those, those kind of things. They talk anyhow. They, you know, you know what I'm talking about? If you're in Erico, I saw him see him. I saw him see him. I saw him see him see him. The person has not been raised from home. Are you understanding that? The person has not been raised from home. So their way of doing things, you know, their way of handling things somehow, every day, they are somehow, they are, you, just, you just, you can pick some odd things about them. You, you know what I'm talking about? The way they walk, the way they talk, the way they even preach. The way they even share testimonies. 
The testimony is one. By the time they finish, the testimony is hundred. They've not been fathered. It's good to be in a good church. Hallelujah. So suddenly lay hands on no man. This instruction. Because see, when a true son goes to mess up there, the father must be there. Yeah. It's not that the father, the son will always be doing great things. Uh-uh. The son will mess up. But if it's a son that you have raised, you have to, that's how they were in Mukoji. So you cannot, because you don't know what this person that is meeting you along the way is going to do. You, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So Chama, Chama is, I, I, I read, I had, um, uh, I read from um, um, Prophet Uber Angel. The chairman told him that it will not go anywhere. It's just, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Yeah, he had an issue. Pastor Chris said, don't worry, just do your stuff. It won't go anywhere. Just leave them. It won't go anywhere. And that was that. The mother is destroyed. So you have to use your face to go and destroy the things. Are you understanding that? So suddenly lay hands on no. Suddenly, you can say this way. Suddenly put no man in ministry. Suddenly. Now that's the wisdom of God. You, you cannot be going out putting people in ministry. Are you understanding that? Ah, no, new creation, we are all one. The same spirit is at work. Go and try. So I told you there's, there are acts of ministry and there are ways of ministry. There are two different things. Some people know acts, they don't know ways. And in fact, maturity is seen in the ways, not in the act, because the act can be done by anybody. But the ways are developed through consistent training. The ways are the ways come through consistent training, learning, and practice. See, consistent means over the years. Hallelujah. Yeah, very, very important. Yeah, so it says suddenly, don't put people into ministry. Are you understanding that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, the prophecies that I give about ministry, don't let it suddenly make you feel like you were a man of God. See, in charismatic, we have problems. Like, man of God. Oh, yeah, emoji, man of God. Oh, emoji, man of God. Oh, it is the first class. Class one. Now, are you understanding that? It has a lot of ramifications. Man of God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Relax, relax with a shout. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Yes, we are called as ministers of God, right? The Bible says we are able ministers of the New Testament. Every one of us is able. Are we together? Come on, we all have the ability. All right? So let's go. The ability is trained, raised, directed, nurtured, and cultured. Hallelujah. Good. A gentleman went to the man of God one day and they cut that one too because the person was surely listening. It's good that you are in church so I can tell you which ones to cut from it. So he went to the man of God and then you know daddy is fan of you know you be calling you oh pastor so pastor so me he's never called me pastor he's going to visit Kwame. 
Yeah, I'm fine. You know, aha, my boy, I call me. I'm okay. I don't have a problem. And you see, oh, pastor, so pastor, so pastor. So this particular brother, who is not comfortable, because the pastor is also not being pastored. So, like, I think, like, joke, like, joke, then he went to punch it. I mean, like, now, I'm a pastor. I mean, I've started something. I'm doing something, you know. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, although, <laughs> say, I call them pastors in my church. I don't call them pastors outside. So we hear they are, they are pastors. You, you are not inside the house. I can't call you a pastor. Wait. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Very important. To tell us that to lay hands. Alright? There are areas in the laying on of hands that is reserved for pastors. Then there are areas also that are reserved for senior pastors. You are handling this branch. There is a particular laying on of hands you can't do. You should not even try. Your hands will break. Are you understanding that? Very important. One day I had a vision. We were going to have a program and I was lying on my bed. I was praying into it. Brimoglove. So, I fell into a trance. And I was in the meeting. I was ministering. And then there was a particular situation. I think demonic whatever with uh, sickness. So the person was sick and it was connected to something. So I got to pray for the person. As I was praying, the prayer was not going. And the person, I prayed, I was sweating. And I got confused. I didn't know what to do at that moment. In the vision. So I, something told me to step back. I just stepped back like I stood there like this. And here, and here, I saw that it come out of me. Now I'm standing here and he's standing before me. And then he charged the spirit out. When he finished, he just came back like this and entered into me. Then my eyes got open. Are you understanding that? What does that mean? No, what does that mean? And that is not once. It is not once. It is not once. It happened down there too. There was a particular service we had. That meeting, the Lord told me ahead of time to pray into this particular Sunday. So there was a particular Sunday I saw circled on a calendar. Alright? I was praying service, church, service, church. We are going to close right now. I will lay hands on a lot of you and then we will close. And then I saw a calendar and a date. I think it was 18th or something. But it was in the 10th, 10th, 1st or something, something. And it was circled. So when I got out from the dream, it was a dream actually. So I saw it was a Sunday. They understood that is church. So I was just praying about it. And then the Lord said, pray into that meeting. Pray into that particular Sunday service. So as part of the prayer, coupled with some little kind of fasting, you know. Then I had a trance. And in the trance, I saw small church building. The whole place was packed. A lot of people. I couldn't even count them like that. Then service was ongoing. And I was preaching. I said, I've been preaching. My breath was so a you know, like who throw Jan as a bow, you know. Who throw cool Jan in bow? You know. Then another again, he just came out like this. Then he waved a handkerchief over the crowd, and the place was scattered. People were everywhere, littered everywhere. Some crying, some shouting, some roaming. When he finished, just came back. That one, he hugged me like this. 
and I shook brothers and sisters on my bed. That meeting, that meeting, I remember I lay hands on Rashid here. Rashid, God, God, like that. <laughs> I remember his own very, 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 very well. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So there are ways and there are acts. There are levels in administering that ministry. But what do I want us to stick to? Because I'm teaching the church. You're sticking to healing. Hallelujah. That you lay your hands on the sick. In fact, if you let this, this thing go today. I don't know when I'm going to teach up on it again. You need to start practicing it. Hallelujah. Practice it. The next time we have a meeting and we are called, oh, there are sick people. If I call, wait, if I'm not called, don't come. If I call, come and lay hands on the sick. Run. See, when that instruction is giving you, it shows, it shows readiness. You are standing somewhere and they call you. Oh, so, 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 come. No, which hand are you coming to lay? You hear that your man of God is ministering to the sick. And I say, come. If you are here, in the middle, don't look for here. Jump on the people and like fly. It shows readiness. It shows, see the Bible says, covet, earnestly desire, spiritual gifts. So if you are hungry for it, what are you going to do? Come on, you understand what I'm talking about? Well, I don't know which program was that. I was ministering to the sick. Then I asked I think it was Dave. I asked him, are you watching? All night, people have come. I'm praying for their sake. Leader, you are seated. What are you doing? The people are chatting. You are chatting. The people don't have a problem. They are not going anywhere. You are going somewhere. Hallelujah. So learn to lay hands. From this message, go and lay hands on the sick. Don't go and be praying a lot. Hallelujah. The person, oh, from my menses have not come six years now. I don't even know what it looks like. Just lay, put your hand there. There at the abdomen. All right? Most often than not, you see Jesus put his hand exactly where the problem is. So it means that in ministering healing, you put your hand where the problem is. If the person, except the Lord instructs you otherwise. If the person says, I have a back pain, don't go and touch the belly. Mm-mm. Put your hand there. You understand? If you are not sure where, so where exactly? Then the person say, at this place, aha, uh-huh. then you put your hand there. You get it? Sometimes you just shook your finger inside. Yeah, however, you, you understand? And then you just, if the person cannot bend, just put your hand there for some minutes. Alright? And then say, I command you, you know those things that we say, come out, come out, you are no more there, pain, I command you to die, just say something. Alright? Say something to the pain. Then just let the person go and come. And when if the person from you know, then you ask the person, How is it? The person goes, oh, I cry. Say, okay, we are going again. You know, if the person is going like this, ah, they say, Hi, Jesus, Jesus, is, 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 okay, let's try again. They say, Okay, man, I'm there. Uh-uh. Say, Aji, stay there. Don't leave the person. Say, Relax, relax. Go a little. Sometimes you hear, I was praying for somebody and I had care. How <laughs> <laughs> you understand that? Yeah, 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 care. I said, no, here, we don't play here. 
Hallelujah. That's how you pray for the sake. So use, let your hand be useful. Say my hands are useful. Oh, we're about to close. Let me see some fire. Say my hands are useful. My hands are useful. My hands are useful. Say I'll minister the healing anointing. I don't have people in church. Say I minister the healing anointing through my hands. I lay hands on the sick. I lay hands on the sick. Say I have divine verities. Woo! Say I have divine verities. Say I lay hands. I lay hands. I lay hands. I lay hands. There's power in my hands. Glory to God. Come on, open your mouth and pray in tongues. I have in me the bird. 